Hey everybody, this is Pastor Jonathan with Church of Jubilee Podcast. You know, many times in life, we deal with people and their mentalities and their non-belief. Sometimes they don't believe in us, other times they do. And then they put us down and they criticize us. But I want you to know that God has designed you to not give up. In the days when God was in the resurrection stage where he was about to rise, the Pharisees and Sadducees did everything they could to stop Jesus from rising. But there was one thing that they couldn't stop, and that's the will of God. And when the will of God is upon your life, I want you to know that nothing can stop you. You can't stop me is the title of this message today. And I pray that as God rose on the third day and fulfilled the promise of his word, that you continue to prosper in your life and you fulfill the calling that God has planned for you. I pray that you're blessed. Share this if you can. We want to make sure we get the word out to everybody. We love you. God bless you. Once again, this is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee Podcast. I'm going to ask that you open your Bibles without further ado to the book of Matthew. We're going to be reading out of the book of Matthew in the New Testament, chapter 27, verses 62 through 66. Again, that's the book of Matthew, chapter 27, verses 62 through 66. And when you have it, say amen. The book of Matthew, chapter 27, verses 62 through 66. Let us read together what the word says. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together at Pilate, to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive how that deceiver said, After three days I will rise. Therefore command the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, he has risen from the dead. So the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard, go your way, make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. Amen? You may have your seats given glory to God. Hallelujah. We just read a few scriptures, a few verses, if you would, that talks about these Pharisees and these high priests getting together at Pilate. And I want to share with you something real quick, though. Prior to reading that, if you read this section, verses 45 through 60, it talks about Jesus dying on the cross, and they get his body, and they go lay him in the tomb that he's going to be laid in, the, the tomb that they were going to pretty much the way we bury our people, where they put them in tombs. And he was going to go into the tomb, and they had him there. Actually, they had him in the tomb, and, and these people are coming against Jesus, and they're coming, they're coming to Pilate saying, hey, you know, he has been in, in that place, and before he left, he said he was going to rise. So let's make, let's make sure that he doesn't rise. 
can, can you give me permission to put a big old stone by his tomb to block it, to seal it, to keep it down so that nothing happens to it, so that, that we know that um, they can't come and sneak him out at night and say, well, Jesus is risen, and they actually took his body. That's what these people were worried about. Amen? And so he was carried to his tomb and laid there. And, and, the, and in, the, in the Bible, there are two types of, uh, of people that represent us. The, you know, like this, they, they represent not so much us, but mentalities of this world. There are the Pharisees and the Sadducees, okay? So you hear a lot about the Pharisees because Jesus rebuked them a lot. The Sadducees are the ones that he would go into the temple and they would like to question him, kind of be smarter than him. They thought he didn't know what he was talking about. So you got two people. You have the Pharisees and, and the Sadducees. The Sadducees, were, they were the more conservative people. Um, they were the ones that interpreted scripture literally. So if the Bible said to cut your ear off, if you sinned, then they would literally go cut their ear off because they sinned. They took that scripture literally, okay? They did not believe in God's resurrection. They did not believe at all. These are the Sadducees. These are the two people, that the groups that made up the Supreme Court back in the days. You know, we have our Supreme Court. We have the Republicans. We have the Democrats. Well, and back in the days, the Supreme Court was, was called the Sanhedrin. Okay, so I'm giving you some history so you'll know what I'm, gonna, I'm about to get into what I'm going to get into. But these Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection, but they were heavenly political, which means they were all about their political correctness, all about being in politics. They were all about trying to please the Romans, trying to please the Roman emperor, trying to make sure that, that they look good in the big dogs, the big people, the big places. That was them. That was the Sadducees. Okay? The Pharisees were big on tradition. They were big on not so much the word of God, but they were all about their traditions of man. Things that they had passed along the times. And the Pharisees did believe in the resurrection, but they thought that the word, the Bible, and their tradition was equal. This is why they always ran into problems with God. Because they would tell Jesus, is it, isn't it saying in the word of God not to do this or not to do that? Does it not say this? And then God would have to correct them and say, you of ignorant people, you don't understand my ways. So these are the Pharisees. These are the ones that were probably nearest to you and I. If we were back in the days, that we would know them more than we knew the Sadducees. Because the Sadducees were politics, politicians. Those were the senators and the, and the representatives. The Pharisees were the ones that were closer to us. Okay? Just you need to know that. They were more of the commoners. But the most important thing is that the Pharisees, the ones that are nearest to you and I, well, because they were nearest to the people, they had won them over. They, had the, they were popular with the masses. So they controlled the masses. So they dictated what went, pretty much how it ran, how things ran, how things didn't run. But because only because of the fact that they were common to the masses. They were known as commoners. Amen? So after the, after the death of Jesus, the word says that the chief priest, who is somebody important, the chief priest is somebody important, it, it, they gathered with the Pharisees, the people that should have backed up Jesus. They, they go to this, this governor, they go to him, and they say, we got a problem. The problem is, is that this Jesus Christ, who claims to be the Messiah, he's coming to our place, and he's claiming to do all these miracles, and he's doing it on the Sabbath day, and tradition says that you cannot work on the Sabbath day, but he's healing on the Sabbath day. So they come and they start accusing God. And, and I want you to pay attention to what they speak to him. They say, sir, we remember while he was still alive. And they say, how that deceiver. 
Listen to the way they portray Jesus. They say how that deceiver, not that man, not that person that claimed to be the Messiah, they call Jesus the deceiver. They say that deceiver, who was one of them, by the way, God was a regular commoner, wasn't he not? And in, in the terms of the Lord Jesus was born among sinners, right? Born like just you and I, came, was in the people, healed the people, lived with the people. And then here these people are, and they're throwing them out there saying, hey, get out of here with that stuff. That deceiver over there, Jesus Christ, he said, in three days I will rise. Amen? These are the Pharisees that love the people, quote, unquote. They know the scripture. They study the word. They study the scripture. But they cannot realize that there was a Messiah amongst them. They couldn't realize that Jesus was with them. So I want you to look to your neighbor and say, you can't stop me. You can't stop me. Amen. All right, now that you've declared that, let's get into more of this right here. Have you ever been in a situation where somebody has accused you of something? You didn't do anything wrong, but they're accusing you. Or, or, or you, you go out there in, in the world and, and you're, not, you're not a part of something, but you, because you were there in that one moment, you become like every one of them. Because people see you and they begin to accuse you. And they go up, they go up before the people that you care about and say, no, I saw him. I saw her. I saw him or I saw her drinking. I saw them. I saw them. And it's not even true. You know what it's like to be made a liar. You know what it's like to be criticized. You know what it's like to be put on, on blast by your own people because it's happened to us. Well, it didn't only happen to us, it happened to Jesus. Jesus was tried by a court, a supreme court, for nothing more than fulfilling the word of God. But the truth is because Jesus Christ ruffled some political feathers because he ruffled their feathers a little bit, they become bothered. And the real deal was this. Here's the reality of what was going on in that time. This is after Jesus. Remember, they go to, they go to Pilate and they're telling him this Pilate. They're telling him that, hey, you know, he's the deceiver. And, and the reason why they're doing that is because Jesus began to influence the crowd. He began to win people over by loving them, sister. By healing them, by delivering them from what the world, the law said could never be done. And the Lord has come today to let you know that you have accusers out there. You have liars that light upon you. You got people that say you'll never amount to something. But if you can hold on to God's promise, you'll know that there is nothing that can separate you once God says it's over. That's why I've entitled this message, You Can't Stop Me. Because no matter how hard they try to stop Jesus Christ, they couldn't stop him. No matter how hard they try to call him a deceiver, they could have put two big old, they could have put two big old rocks on the tomb. They could have, they could have just made it, double stacked it, triple stacked it. It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered because they can't stop what Jesus has declared. Raise your, you know, don't raise your hand, but think about this. Have you ever had somebody hate on you? They don't even know you, but they can't stand you. They don't know you because they don't, they don't get a chance to know you, so they automatically assume, I don't like this person. Uh, they hate and they criticize who you are, especially hearing that you believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, they, they hate you now. You're one of them, hallelujah. Or you're one of them people that are all holy rollers, and, and, and you're one of those Christians that are, are hypocrites and all that because they don't know you. 
but they're hating on you, right? They hate on you. When it comes to doing the right thing, you stand in righteousness, and then, oh, come on, don't be all holier than thou. Holier than thou. You're not holier than I am. Anybody know that? Anybody know someone like that? These people represent Pharisees in your life. What did we say Pharisees were on? They were big on traditions of way of doing things. They were big on being popular more than being popular with God. They, 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 they would rather be popular with the people than to be popular with the creator. And when your life brings about change, sometimes people don't understand change. And they won't understand it so they don't like you. Because you're, you, you've changed and you've changed for the better. And you begin to get closer to God. And you start cutting off things. And you know what, man, I'm just not going to go with you tonight. I know you always want me to go to the club with you and I go clubbing with you. But tonight I'm just not that person tonight. Oh, come on, man. You're serious? And they start, they start dogging on you. And they start hating on you. Because you represent something that they're not. Hallelujah. But the most important reason is they're, they're like the Pharisees. The reason that they, they can't stand to see you grow in Christ is because you begin, you begin to ruffle their little world they have. You see, they live in a religious world. Well, you, you pray seven times, you do this, you fast seven times. Um, I, I give generously, I give to charity, and, and you know, I'm never mean to people, and because I'm never mean to people, I don't have to give up a sacrifice of my life. I can live the way I want to because, you know, you only live once. I don't have to serve God. I'm just going to be nice. I think God is going to, this is what they say, I think God is going to be okay with me as long as I'm nice, as long as I'm nice to people, generous, I give, I give to charity, and, and I'm going to be okay. I'm going to make it. But the moment you become, you come into their lives and you say, look, that's nice to have, but let me sh share something with you. Jesus requires you to give your life to him. Jesus requires a walk with you. He desires a walk with you. And, and you can't just get by your works, hallelujah. You have to get by his grace. You have to accept him to know what it is to live a life in Jesus Christ. So I'm talking to somebody today who's allowing these Pharisees, that they, they've been stopping them from moving on with God. They listen to people. You hear people, you hear them, they talk about you, and you're there listening to them. You're like, I know you don't, you don't serve God as much, but... I'm, you know, I guess you're right, huh? Maybe I'm not that Christian I should be anymore. And maybe I don't have the gifts I should have anymore. And, and maybe that, maybe I am a liar. Maybe I just thought I was something in Christ and I'm not. And, all, and that's just a lie, sister. It's a lie that the Pharisees have brought up against you. And they're trying to lie up upon you. But it's not over until God says it's over. Amen? And this is why I say, you can't stop me. They can't stop you because God has already written in your future that you will overcome. Hallelujah. There's a song that says you will overcome by the blood of the lamb. The lamb that was sacrificed for you and I, you shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. Hallelujah. You see, these Pharisees in your life, they're more worried about what man thinks. And if you're not careful, you'll start to listen to the Pharisees in your life, and they will stop you from moving forward in your life. But you got to shake off those haters. you got to shake off the Pharisees and say, I know what God can do in me, and I know I've been through a rough patch, but I'm coming back because you can't stop me, Satan. You can't stop me, Pharisees. You can't stop me, Pilate. I'm coming back. Hallelujah. Because Jesus came back. Because no matter what they did against him, he still rose on the third day like he said he would. So if he said it, it's over. It's declared. Hallelujah. 
Oh, but the Pharisees. You see, Pharisees are the people in your life that don't recognize who you are in God. They don't recognize somebody who's trying and somebody who's been blessed and somebody's continuing on. So what do they do? They get a stone and they'll stone you. And they beat you down. You're on the ground and they go kick you. Because they can't recognize. They don't recognize the God that's inside of you and the changing he's doing inside of you. And, and the way you're living your life now to please God, they don't see that. You know why? Because they didn't even recognize the Messiah when the Messiah was with them. And we think we have it bad. They can't stand to see you prosper because they haven't moved forward on their own. Have you ever had someone like that? They, they criticize you. They're all compa complaining about you. Oh, I, I said, Mama, there goes that sister. Oh, please. You know, she's going to go pray and go uh, do all that stuff. Get all, they get all mad at you. Why do they get mad? Because they're not doing it. That's why. They get mad at you and they criticize you because they're just as bad. They're not doing anything in their walk, so they want to stop you from moving forward. But you have to know something. That they can't stop you unless you allow them to. Because you're the only one that can stop yourself by not trying. But these Pharisees, these people that are in your life, they will get mad at you and they'll become upset with you when you begin to get closer to God. Because they don't want you to move forward because they're not moving forward. So if they're not moving forward, why would you get a chance to move forward? That's not fair. You're going to get closer to God, but I can't get closer to God? Or are you special? Are you an apostle? Are you a prophetess? Is that what you are? Are you a prophet? So, you know, you're trying to say that you get to get closer to God, but I can't. Come on now, we know who those people are. So they'll criticize you, they'll talk about you, they'll make you look bad, they'll go tell everybody. Oh, and then the moment you fall, the moment that you make you step up and you fall a little bit, they're all over you. You see that? I told you, I told you, I told you, you fell. But it's time to tell the Pharisees to get back, amen? It's time to tell the Pharisees, look, I might have struggled a little bit. I may fall, I'll fall again, I'll trip over some things in my life. But I'll tell you one thing that's not going to change is where God is going to take me when I get back on track, hallelujah. And today marks the day that some of us got to get back on track. Some of us have been on the road wandering a little bit. It's time to get back on the path that God has for us. Amen? Because nothing can stop you. Because God is with you. And if God be for you, who can stand against you? Come on now. If God is with you, the almighty creator, no matter what someone says, it shouldn't determine or stop you from moving forward in your life. You should continue on because you say, you can say whatever you want to say about me, but as long as I'm going to Jesus Christ, he will handle everything in the end. And if I don't match up to the standard that you have, if I'm not matching up to the level of, of, of expectation that you have, that's okay. Because I'm not here to please the crowd. I'm here to please the God. Hallelujah. I'm here to please a God that's in my life, and I will continue on. You cannot stop me. But so they can't, they can't get to you, though. They're going to try to kill your seed. They'll try to accuse you. They'll try to make you feel worthless. These people in your lives, you know who they are. These are the people you don't need to associate yourself with. If they're not lifting you up and spiritually edifying you in a spiritual sense, you do not need to be hanging around them. They're not your friends. Because all they're going to do is drag you down. That's all they're going to do. 
You want someone that says, brother, I believe that God has plans for you. And God's going to prosper you. And I believe that God is going to do something with you. And I, and I believe that, I'm, you know, God is already moving in you. I recognize it. That's the friends you want right there. Because those are the friends that are not the politicians that tell you in your face that you're good and you're cool and everything like that. And in the moment you leave, they're talking about you like the Pharisees did with Jesus. The Pharisees were very good with Jesus at one point in time, supposedly they thought. But then they turned, every time he turned their back or they were in a big public setting, they tried to make a fool out of him. <laughs> but God knows best. You're like, God is the word. I mean, come on. You're not going to trick the person who wrote the word, who is the word, into the word. You're not, it's not going to happen. But the enemy is the accuser, and he'll use people to attack your integrity. You ever notice that, that, that everybody knows what sins you do? Mostly everybody knows what your faults are. They hold on to past. Oh, this is a good one. This is what the Lord just gave me right now. They hold on to years of past. They hold on to the past. They can't let go of it. They still remember you from 15 years ago when you went outside and, and, and you became drunk of all drunks and you couldn't come back from it. They remember that. So you can never move forward in your life because they're still stuck 15 years ago. But when did Jesus ever care for what the Pharisees ever thought of him? When did Jesus ever care for what the Sadducees ever thought of him? He did not care. It wasn't about being popular among the crowd. It was about doing something among the crowd that changed lives, that made it happen for them. And God wants, to, wants you to be the same. He wants you to go out there, stop worrying about what everything is going around you, and slow down, slow down, stop for a moment, and just give God glory. Because in the glory is where the healing is. If he can get people, this is what the enemy does. This is how Satan works. If he can get people to see your works first before they see the God in you, then they'll never want to be a part of whatever you are. If someone looks at you and they see the faults in you, they'll never know the God that's in you. And they won't recognize him. And it could be Christian people. It could be people that have been saved. If they can't see your value for what God sees your value, then maybe you need to reexamine talks with them. Maybe you need to think twice about having talks with those people. Because they're going to accuse you of everything else. Amen? But I think that the enemy is known as the accuser of, the, of this world. But I think it's time that we let Satan be a liar. Let man be a liar and God be true. Amen? Let Satan be a liar and God be true. Let him come and throw all his accusations up and say, oh, well, she's this, he's that. He's, you know what? It doesn't matter what I am. The only thing that matters is that I'm striving to get, to get to Jesus Christ. And as long as my eyes are fixed on him, I don't care what's going on inside. I don't care for what the masses have to say about me. Because if you can't stand the fact that I'm moving up to closer to God, then you have issues of your own that you have to deal with. Let God be God and man be a liar. I told you earlier, these men labeled Jesus, they said, the deceiver. <laughs> he wasn't the Messiah anymore. He was a deceiver. Prior to, you know, he died, he was a Messiah. And to these people, all of a sudden, he became a deceiver. Because they wanted him to be dead. They killed him. They killed him. And they did it because he was, because he was becoming popular. And they were afraid that the power that they had of the people, the, the power of uh, persuasion, the power to influence, they, they got upset with that. They were like, he's going to be too powerful for us. We're not going to be able to control the people. 
and they're going to follow him. So they kill him. They try to stop Jesus from rising, from fulfilling what he has planned by attacking his truth. The one thing that he represented is what they attacked. Listen to me. The one thing that you have in Christ, whatever it is, is the one thing that people are going to attack. If you can sing, you're going to people say, well, well, she thinks she's all that because she can sing. If you preach the word of God, oh, she thinks she's so good with the word. She's over there preaching. Whatever it is that God has that your gift is, that is where the enemy is going to attack. He doesn't come and surprise you. He doesn't surprise you with anything new. He comes to the place just like Jesus. He represented truth. Well, guess what the guys, guess what the Pharisees came here by the, using, being used by the enemy. They came and said, that deceiver, how can he be a deceiver if he's the truth? If you speak the truth all the time, how can you be a liar? It makes no sense. But it's the accuser that comes against you. Amen? But I'm glad to say that nothing stopped God from rising on the third day. No matter how big of a block or rock they had on that tomb, it doesn't matter because it was done in a heartbeat. Amen? At the, at the lightning strike of a, at that fast, it was done. And in your life, it's that simple. Remove the boldness from your life. But know that God is going to continue to rise. Whatever you encounter, whatever you struggle with, God is still going to rise. You may have people that have, they have tried everything to keep you from moving forward. They've tried to put big old obstacles in front of you. They Actually, they, they're probably the ones that want to hand you, um, if you're in a, you know, uh, let's say you're in a party setting, they're the ones that want to hand you something. To be like them. They want you to be their level, at their level. And they prevent your walk moving forward with God. They want to prevent you from moving up, so they discourage you. Amen? Anybody have any discouragers in your life? Amen? People that you know that discourage you? They don't want you to come into the promise for your life. So guess what they do? They criticize you. They attack you. But I want you to start telling them something different. I want you to tell them, you can't stop me. You can't stop what God is doing in my life. You can sit there, you can complain, you can voice your opinion about it, but that's not going to stop me from moving forward. I have a purpose, I have a plan. God says he's called me, and I'm going to fulfill it. But as long as you hold on to that promise, the promise that has been written for you, your life has already been planned out. It's already been set in motion. As long as you hold on to the promise that God has given you, you will still come back. They will not be able to stop you. The people that accuse you, God will use to bring him glory in some way. The people that said you can never do it, they're going to be wrong. But it's not by your might. It's by his might. It's his will, not your will, not our will. But his will. Amen? Amen. I, I believe that the Lord has been speaking to the church, like I mentioned on, on uh, Sundays. And I believe that he's here to encourage you, but to move you forward in your walk. He's here to encourage, but to move you forward. 
But as long as you still listen to the crowd, you'll never hear, you'll never hear the voice of the Messiah. As long as you're still looking around in the crowd, you'll never see the Messiah among you. Who is our Messiah? Jesus Christ. You'll never get to see him if you're worried about what everyone else thinks about you, what they say about you, how they act around you. You'll never know that he's been here the whole time saying, just focus on me. Just you and I. Come on. Focus. No, God, but over there. No, no, no. Come on. Focus on me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just keep coming. Keep coming. But what about what they just said about it? It doesn't matter. Come on. Keep coming. That's what God wants to do. Draw you near to him so that the crowd begins to fade. And you start fulfilling your life. You start fulfilling purpose. And yes, you're going to go through hard times. And yes, you're going to go through struggles. But God's not done. Because nothing can separate you from the love of God. Amen? Can we get Sister Rose back up? Your promise has already been written. You have to be careful, church. In this lifetime, there are many Pharisees and Sadducees. You have the Sadducees who are the politically correct. They're all about rules and structure and rules and rules and rules and rules. And God can't move like this because the rule says this. And God can't move like this because the rule says that. And you can't move with this person because the rule says this. And they're all about rules. And then you have the Pharisees who are worried about tradition, tradition, tradition. And, and, and don't move too much. And don't yell too much. And don't shout too much. Hallelujah. Because if you shout too much, someone's going to get offended. And, and don't clap your hands too loud. And, and don't play that song. Or, oh, I don't like to play the songs because sometimes the songs are not what I like. And that's not my style of music. And, and you become that Pharisee spirit. It's time to shake all of that off. Hallelujah. It's time to shake it off. Hallelujah. It's time to tell the devil, you know, it's time for you to get back. Because you can't stop me. You can't stop what God has already set in motion. If God has set me in motion, I'm going to continue to move forward. If I fall, I fall forward. If I get up and I trump, you know, stumble, I stumble forward. Either way, I'm stumbling one more inch closer to the God that I love. Hallelujah. The God that I serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. you have been discouraged for a while. Some of you have run into Sadducees and Pharisees in your life. You may have realized, you, you know, I'll even go a little bit further because this has happened to all of us. Some of you have run into the religious people of the church that have criticized you. They're supposed to love you like the, like the, like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, but they criticized you because of life circumstance. They criticized who you were. Because you messed up one time, they wanted to count you out and say, God says you can't ever be anything again. That's a lie straight from the devil. That's why God died. To cover our sins. So that he could have mercy and grace upon us. Because if we were back in the Old Testament, yeah, that would be the case. We would die. But some of you have encountered people along your way. They've hurt you. They've talked bad about you. They've kissed you on your cheek. You turn around and they say something about you right away. And they become like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they go up to these people and they say, those deceivers over there, those holy rollers over there, those people that think they're all that, yeah, they're, yeah, they're over there doing this and doing that. 
So can we, can you put a plan to stop them? Can you try to stop them from going further? Because if they go further, man, they're going to get worse. Let us stand. encouraged. You could be in church your entire life and yet still discouraged. You can be in church. You can be going to church, be a faithful follower, but yet when you get home, you're crying on your knees. Or you're crying in those moments saying, I wish I just had someone to love. Well, I got news for you. There's a guy that's been chasing you. He's been chasing you and all he wants is for a moment with you. To remind you. To get you. Clean up the mud that's on your face. Clean up your hands. Wash your hands. Because that's what he does. He cleans. When everyone else around you says, if you can't. If it is in Christ, remember that with God. All things are possible. Some of us need to come before the Lord. It's been a while. And we just need to get to it with God. And just say, God, don't stop whatever you're doing in my life right now. Don't stop whatever you're doing. If you're moving me forward, and I'm having to go through a little bit of confusion at moments, 